0: is what we signed up
1: for this is what we signed up for this is it yeah I like this post we we were glad it wasn't live but does it sell cars a conversation exploring social advertising for automotive retailers welcome to but does it sell cars with Johnny Mack, aka John McAdams from social dealer for those who don't know me I'm a 25 year auto industry veteran I've worked retail for 15 years And for the past 15 years, I've been helping dealers maximize and leverage social media and digital media to help them sell and service more cars profitably. In the studio with me today is Coleman Craddock-Willis from Facebook. Yeah,
0: beautiful Austin, Texas. That's right. Thanks for coming, man. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. As you said, I mean, that's a, quite a resume. I love that. Yeah, you know, that's,
1: it is. But you know what? Um, I think we want to hear more about yours, right? So uh, I, I've known you for a while. I know you came out of the Northeast, and you're a, a Boston guy, and you know you, you did Go some Bruins. college in you know, the Carolinas, and now right. you live in Texas. So well, maybe you could tell the audience a little bit about you and your
0: journey into Facebook and, and what you do at Facebook today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am uh, a partner manager at uh, Facebook. I've worked on Tier 3 Automotive uh, for the past, going to be three years in August. So quite some time, uh, just working with a whole myriad of different Tier 3 agencies. And so I've really gotten to know the auto space for really, really, you know, good amount of time. It's been so fun to see how everything's progressed, especially on the Facebook end and just the industry itself. So that's what I do. Like you said, uh, originally from Boston, Mass. Shout out to everybody yeah, from Boston. Yeah, Boston, yeah. <laughs> Our sports are fantastic. Go Bruins, actually. They're like... They're almost there. Almost. Yeah. We got to cross fingers. And yeah, went to school, actually, in North Carolina. So, uh, Wake Forest, go you Yeah. Know, all about that. All, right. all about that.
1: Nice, nice. And now you're over at uh, Facebook in Texas in the automotive sector and loving every minute of over there. And we appreciate you for uh, all your knowledge and your team's knowledge for really helping dealers sell and service more cars. Today's podcast is really about debunking some myths that might be out there in the industry as it surrounds social media. One of them that we wanted to talk about, which probably comes up in every conversation I have, is the title of the podcast, which is, but does it sell cars? So we wanted to kind of hit on that uh, a little bit. And I also wanted to know, is that a topic, Coleman, that you hear inside of the Facebook walls as well from dealers uh, asking you uh, at the very lowest level, do you sell cars?
0: Yeah, I, I think this is probably just the evolution of where Facebook has gotten. And, you know, to think about where we started in terms of, you know, this is a social platform for your family and friends to now progress To really encompass, it's, you know, the complete purchase funnel you can find within Facebook um, using Facebook ads. And the way that you can do that in such an extensive manner, we have to let the auto industry, these dealers, agencies, everybody know that you can do this all right on Facebook and Instagram. We were just talking about this this morning in the car. Yeah, we were. uh, Just about uh, just your screen time. If You pick up your iPhone and go to settings and all that and, and you see, you know, how much screen time do you spend? on the social media. I dare anybody to do this. It's remarkable. It's scary, right? It's remarkable. I did it on
1: the way over, and we're only a few hours into the day, yeah. and I had uh, two hours and 25 minutes of social media screen time, which scares me. That's right. But I, I think I'm <laughs> the normal, the right? I think I'm normal. We actually looked at it last night. My screen time for the week was 21 hours of social media time. Yep. So I th- I think it bodes well into... Uh, having dealers utilize that media, right, and get their uh, get the right eyeballs for their dealership uh, out in front of that audience in that group. And, you know, one of the one of the biggest myths we hear is that, you know, social media really just to get right back into it is it's all about likes, shares and comments. But I think there's a shift in there from Facebook 1.0, which was about likes, shares and comments and more into Facebook 2.0, and I'll let you kind of get into that about, you know, driving low funnel, high quality leads for dealers using your audience set. So maybe you can tell the podcast uh, group out there a little bit about that transition from 1.0 to, to 2.0.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, so when it started, you just as a platform. It's a social platform. When you post something, when, you know, a page posts something, it used to just be about likes, comments and shares because that represented something. But as the product, you know, evolves, the way that we started building solutions, not just for, you know, any advertiser out there, but for specific groups, think about automotive inventory ads, you know, these are product made by Facebook for the auto industry to be successful. That's not about likes. That's literally about leads. It's about, you know, selling cars. It's yeah, about right getting on. people to your lot to actually buy. And so I think, you know, the biggest thing where I feel like a lot of folks in the industry might be. Just old school, I think, is in seeing. I'd rather have like five thousand likes on this post. That must mean that we're doing well. When it's malarkey. It's you know, (laughs) it's like a Joe Biden term, the malarkey. Malarkey. Um, (laughs) But it's it's really can we use malarkey? Oh yeah, of course. Right? Is that that's allowed? Okay. Why not? All right, perfect. Don't have to bleep that out yet. I'll leave it in. Okay. Why not? Um, (laughs) uh, But no, I mean, what you're really getting, you know, whatever your business objective is, I'm going to always push back on a dealer who says, "Oh, well, we just want clicks." If if I told you you got ten thousand clicks and no car sales, would you be happy? No, I don't think so. Not I don't know of any dealer that would like that. Exactly. By the way, and so I think it's important to keep your uh, KPIs. If you have to keep those in the perspective of you're just trying to sell a car. Facebook is going to try to give you as many solutions as possible to do that. You just have to go deep enough and you know set up your campaigns and your ad accounts in a way in which you are fully exhausting what we have to offer.
1: Yeah, it it makes sense, right? I mean, you built the platform, meaning Facebook, right? So you know it intimately. No, it was just me. Yeah, just you? Excellent. (laughs) Well, let's get Zuck on the phone. I'm going to need to cancel that appointment with him. Uh, Him and I were doing dinner later tonight, but I don't need him anymore. Um, You know, so I I think it's interesting, right? Because dealers really need to understand and, and they certainly need to be educated that, Facebook and social media in general is used now to drive leads to their store to help them sell and service more cars profitably. So I think we know historically where Facebook has been in the past 10 years, five years, two years ago. Coleman, is there anything that you can share with us in, in the podcast audience of what the future might hold for us in the automobile industry as it pertains to Facebook or social media?
0: Yeah, I think the most general idea, which and I sort of talked about this before in terms of like we actually have product teams working on solutions for automotive. And that roadmap is, is so long. And, and, and if we could just take even just the past you know year, year and a half with rolling out automotive inventory ads, these are dynamically targeted ads for different dealers to set up. And then if I looked at a specific VDP and then I go on Facebook or Instagram, that car pops up. The technology that we have to really build that audience for prospecting, for retargeting, that was built for auto. If we think about the rollout of marketplace for used cars, another solution built for auto based on what we are seeing from the data. So it's really encouraging, I think, if you're in the automotive space to say, you know, what platforms, what channels are building for us? Because, you know, if we're releasing these things at, you know, I would say we're shipping these at a pretty consistent speed. We're going to continue pushing that way. And I, I think it's important for when you look at all your channels, which one is building for you? I can unequivocally say that Facebook is doing that and going to continue doing that for the future.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think Facebook is always changing for the better, right? They're looking for a better way, a better audience, a better deliverable, a better experience for not only their users on Facebook, <clears throat> but also their clients and their, and their dealers, right? So I applaud Facebook for constantly trying to reinvent the wheel, weekly, daily, monthly. To make sure that the dealers have the best possible medium to market their business on and bring clients into. So so thanks for that. That it's great to hear that Facebook's moving into the future as they always do. Okay, Coleman. So we're gonna now roll in to social media myth number two. Which really kinda centers around understanding the value of Facebook advertising. And I, I think it's important for our audience and for our dealers and OEMs who are listening to really understand how to go to market with Facebook advertising. Certainly, you know, you could have an intern do it. You could have somebody at the dealership do it. Does it make more sense to follow the best practices of Facebook? And, uh, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the Facebook Blueprint Certification Program, because I think that has an incredible value for the dealers, and many of them haven't heard it before. So I think coming from you, if you could tell us a little bit more about that, that would that would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And what one thing I actually love just about Facebook in general is there's such a low barrier to entry if you're just getting started with a business. The amount of small and medium-sized businesses that we service, you know, mom and pop shops, everything, you can set it up right there, you know, like if you're just on your profile like, "Hey, you know what? Let me just start a page, let me just start buying ads." That's really an incredible aspect of the of the uh, entire platform. To that same point with the low barrier to entry, You want to, if you're very serious about your business, continue to really push where you're going from an advertising standpoint. I think something I hear is like, oh, you know, we're running these ads and for boosted posts. That's what I hear. Yeah, boosted posts. Exactly. And that's the extent of the advertising a lot of folks think. But if you're talking about boosted posts, but you don't know what the Facebook pixel is, or like you don't know even, you know, how to start with a catalog or even Mm. offline conversions, that's even a more advanced solution. But still you have to educate yourself on this on this type of stuff because it's so powerful. And so this is where Blueprint comes in. Uh, the Blueprint certification is is a program, educational program, where an individual can get Blueprint certified just in Facebook ads. And it's it's even bigger, I think, than Facebook ads. It's actually just like advertising in general. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, and it's a pretty it's a hard test. That's like yeah, it's, a lot of hours and it's training, it's a lot of hours exams. proctored exams. Exactly. This is something where, and you have to get recertified like annually. It's unbelievable in terms of how that really can uh, contribute to your own sense of just business acumen on Facebook and just advertising. And so, my biggest suggestion to anybody says, Oh, well, I'm doing Facebook ads and I like the way that I'm doing these posts and it's getting engagement. Go a step further, you know. I think take a look at the different articles that we have, you know, on Facebook for Business and see just how you can expand. It's,
1: it's really, really important. I would echo that without any doubt, right? I think the uh, the challenge I would put out there to the podcast listeners is if you're doing Facebook advertising today or you have an agency doing it for you, have they invested your dollars properly by having their team Facebook Blueprint certified those are the best of the best, right? They're completely trained. As you said, they're proctored exams. They're recertification every year. So it makes sense to have your hard-earned dollars being invested with the right A-team so that you're getting the most efficiency out of your ads and make sure that those ads are optimized. Follow-up to that question that I would put out there is inspect what you expect. If you're spending five hundred, a 1000 2000 $10,000 on social media ads, no different than any other media, are you getting the leads in the volume that you're expecting, yep. right? Because this is a lead generating right. machine. So I think that's an, an important, you know, question to raise and just put some thought provoking ideas around that. Thank you for explaining the uh, the Blueprint certification. Out of all the agencies that are in Facebook, do you know how many are actually 100% Facebook Blueprint certified, any chance?
0: I don't, but I think Blueprint as a program, just the way that it expands and the way that it's a continually evolving certification and program just within itself, that's why you have to get recertified. It's not like you can uh, get the certification, say, like, oh, okay, like, you know exactly what to do on Facebook three years later. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> and, and
1: my understanding is, is that if you are Blueprint certified and your credentials are up to date, you're allowed to use the badge, correct? But if you're not certified, you cannot use the badge. That's right. Okay. So anybody looking for a certified Facebook Blueprint specialist, they should have the badge. Without the badge, no credentials. That's right. Okay. Excellent. So let's move on to myth number three. And this one, this one's really important to me, right? Because I love data and I love return on investment, and it has to. It surrounds transparency, and the reporting thereof. So, in my discussions with dealers and OEMs, and even uh, tier two agencies, is they're really not aware of Facebook analytics. They're certainly knowing of Google Analytics because we've talked about that for the past ten years, but. They're really not aware of Facebook analytics. And I'd love for you to maybe kind of go through, you know, the the needs and the hows and the whys of why a dealer uh, or agency should be using both Facebook analytics and Google analytics to
0: prove back their ROI to a dealer. That's a great point. It's a great question as well. Facebook analytics is a really, really powerful tool. Measurement in general on Facebook is incredibly powerful. And when you're looking at insights and analytics on people who have a profile who you actually know are alive and, and well, it's not just a number because we're not cookie-based, you know, this is an actual person. It's user-based. And so the way in which that tool can really be used to understand just more about your target audience and who to go after next, it's incredibly powerful. Even more so, I think, than that is, so you have Facebook Analytics, we have Insights, The measurement tools that you can use within the different platform are incredibly extensive. And additionally, when we're talking just about looping back those analytics, if you use Facebook Analytics and you're also using offline conversions, let's say, that's even more powerful data. So if I'm a dealership and I can send my sales data right back into Facebook, they can tell me how many people bought a car, also saw my ad on Facebook. That also gets plugged right back into Facebook Analytics. All of a sudden, you have an entire... You have an entire media plan, honestly. You have an mm-hmm. entire audience set. It completely, you know, changes how you can build for the next level of your advertising. And additionally, just when it comes to measurement, a lot of people talk about in terms of using different channels and Google Analytics is great for Google advertising. But you can't use Google Analytics, right, for Facebook Right. Um, just yeah. to have the, you know, just accurate numbers. And so I just, I suggest that to, to any dealer who's, who's doing that currently, but our multi-touch attribution tool and just attribution in general, it's important to see how many touch points each channel has and to really dig in because in Facebook, Instagram, are having unbelievable touch points. You know, maybe the last point was, you know, the last click attribution would be another platform. You might assign all the value to that mm-hmm. when in actuality, that's actually not how it went <laughs> when a lot of dealers would think that way. And so it's like it goes right back into the full funnel approach of there's so much so many areas for you to insert your business and for you to get eyeballs on your ads. Yeah, you know, I'd love to get you back for a secondary podcast or maybe a third
1: podcast where we can talk about... I'm booked, thanks. You are? You're booked with us or <laughs> booked elsewhere? We need to check those reservations. We can cancel them. It's all right. I'll get Zuck in here. He, okay, he's yeah. He's willing to come in. Oh, all right. Um, nice. Because I think on the next podcast or whatever, we can get you back into the studio, this beautiful podcast studio that we're in. Very uh, cozy. In I love this. D.C., Georgetown. Great town, by the way. If you haven't been to Georgetown, I strongly suggest you get here. Um, I don't... I think Coleman's going to leave Georgetown tonight. I think you said you're staying here, perhaps. So, yeah, um, maybe I'll stay with you. Who knows? Yeah. I
0: mean, hey, let's looks grab like, a drink.
1: Yeah, only one. Look, looks looks <laughs> like an exciting place to be. So, on those future podcasts, why don't we go through offline uh, conversion attribution and also data audiences, right? I think yeah. that would be the the next big point to to get to in a, in a future podcast. But you know, we're kind of debunking myths all day long here. Uh, and you've been doing a great job, Coleman, and kind of, you know, opening up our eyes and, and lighting it up a whole bunch. So so thank you for that. We're just going to kind of, you know, roll into probably one of the biggest myths that are out there. It's a big one for me. I hope you're ready for it. And it goes something like this. Does Facebook really generate leads to help me sell and service more cars? And before you answer that, I want to give the audience a couple of bits of perspective maybe some some information they didn't know so on average the user spends about 2.6 hours a day on Facebook that comes directly from Facebook right so we're talking about 3 hours a day every single user is on Facebook it's
0: a lot of time
1: it's a lot of time a lot right of time. a lot of check out your screen time yeah. and on your on your iPhone scared yeah don't it's scary and then when you figure there's 2 billion people a month on it right so i've got a vast pool with a lot of people spending a lot of time And then the other stat that I heard directly from Facebook was that the average user will scroll their news feed the length
0: or the height of the Empire State Building every day. That's right. Is that scary? That's scary, right? It's so visual. That's why I love it. And you start to understand that it's a real platform. It's media. That's really what it's not social media. It's just what media is today. It's media,
1: right? Where 20 years ago, you would spend an hour and a half on the Sunday paper and nobody thought anything about it. Well, now they're spending three hours a day, four hours a day on social media. So so the question then, Coleman, is does Facebook currently generate low funnel, high quality leads for dealers to help them sell and service more cars? And I think I, I know the answer. I definitely know it, but I'd love to hear it from you from Facebook's perspective of why they do that.
0: So, yes, it's important. I think it's, it's incredibly important to understand and realize that that's not, automatic. I could get a hundred awful leads on Facebook for cheap. That's just a fact. Yeah, if you're guaranteed. targeting, if you're targeting properly, how is your entire campaign set up? Are you also running brand campaigns? Cause if you're just getting somebody cold and they're filling out a lead, it might not mean a lot. Mm-hmm. If I've seen a video on Instagram three times from the same dealer with amazing creative, and then, you know, they, they serve me with a lead ad about maybe a specific VDP that I, that I like it's much easier to close that lead. And so it's incredibly important to say, and I think to, to make clear to a lot of dealers, that it's not that if I run a lead ad campaign, that all of those are going to be the highest quality leads. And so what I hear is, well, we did that, and the leads were, were awful. And I said, okay, well, what was your targeting? Had you done any type of brand work previously? Those are two incredible questions, and, and it makes the dealer, I think, think more about why they're running it and just how you would even pick up leads if Facebook wasn't even a part of the uh, media channel, of just advertising. It's, you can't think about leads in a silo in general, too. It's about a full funnel. It's mm-hmm. about having each part of the customer journey, which I means you're buying a car. You're not buying a T-shirt. You know, it's about <laughs> this is a year out. That's how far you have to have to warm people up. And it pays off, right? Because this is a low frequency, high value purchase. So the leads themselves, they might be more expensive. But if I tell you, like, I'll give you an example. If I got two leads for $50, if I'm a dealer and I come to you and I say, oh, my goodness, these leads are incredibly expensive. I don't know what I'm doing. If both of those leads go out and buy $65,000 cars, were those leads expensive? Not at all. Right? And so you have to, you really have to think about this in a much broader way. I think it comes down to education. I think dealers
1: in the past, myself included, thought Facebook was about, you know, puppies and pictures of kittens and what I had for dinner last night. Oh, yeah. And I'm checking with my friends. Some good at catch this ups, wedding. Exactly, concern, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then somewhere <laughs> along the line, you know, call it 18 months or two years ago, Facebook's decided to change their entire business model and said, hey, hold on a second. I've got a great audience out here. I've got incredible data. Why do not I use that to help businesses, car dealers in particular, uh, drive more high-quality leads to their store and help them sell more cars. So I really think it's an education, which is really what the podcast is really designed to do uh, for those dealers who may have not had the opportunity to speak to a Facebook representative such as yourself or, or somebody like me and really guide them and strategize with them to you know show them that Facebook can generate some incredibly, incredibly engaging leads for both sales and service. I think what we'll do right now is we'll take a break, uh, sit back and relax a little bit, and then when we come back, We'll do the final big myth debunking Love of social media. You ready? Sounds good, man. All right, let's get it. Oh, yes. All right, welcome back to But Does It Sell Cars with uh, John McAdams, a.k.a. Johnny Mac. yeah my man coleman craddock willis from facebook in beautiful austin texas thanks for being here again man i I can't uh, i can't thank you enough it's uh it's been a great time having you here and look forward to hopefully uh getting the okay to bring you back for future podcasts so absolutely i want to let's get you on the calendar uh the next myth is a big one because i i think it it bounces around inside of dealers heads a lot and i think we owe it to them to answer it for them So they were always asking, what percentage of my spend or how should I do social media? Should I stop digital marketing and just do all social media? Should I uh, continue to do social media and allocate a very small percentage to to, uh, social media spend? And I'd love to get your take on that because I I think there's a happy medium for both, and I do believe dealers should be doing both, but I think there's been a paradigm shift between – traditional digital marketing uh, and Facebook advertising. So I wanted to bring that up to
0: you as our final myth that we need to be debunked. That's something I hear from dealers as well. In today's age of just digital advertising and advertising in general, I think having multiple channels is just smart. I think it's incredibly smart. I think where automotive could keep pushing, and I'm going to steal your line, uh, Johnny Mac, Is it inspect what you expect? Inspect what you expect. Yeah, absolutely. So this is where we have, you know, budgets on radio that might be for 30 Gs. They're not looking at any kind of measurement. No. But the $50 on Facebook, scrutinized. (laughs) What's going (laughs) on? Where are my leads? I haven't sold a car. And so... I think this is where you have to look at your own personal breakdown from just a dealer. Like, you know, where am I spending my money? Is it actually getting me what I want? And so why I don't think there's a set percentage for Facebook. I obviously believe in it till I die. Sure. But um, I think it's it's important to understand what you're really going for and to look at, once again, the, the analytics of it. Look at the KPIs and not just click or lead. Really look at sales. As we know, it's there's a smaller number of people filling out leads that actually buy cars too and and what that means. And so altogether, really look at where you're spending money and just just take a deep look and understand and be thoughtful about where you're putting your dollars and don't be afraid of of social media of, you know, I only think it's (laughs) puppies and kittens. You know, yeah, kittens and and all that other kind Mm. of stuff. It's the numbers. We see it all the time. It's Mm. incredibly successful. And so it's it's about an omnichannel. A strategy and going from there and uh, continue to scale out Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. Omnichannel is probably the way to go about it, right? You have to market, you have to brand yourself as a dealer. And Facebook is just one of those medias and channels that is available to dealers today. It was not available 15 or 20 years ago, but then again, neither was Google and the internet. So now we have to have that right. paradigm shift. We have to have those tough discussions with our ad agencies or our own internal managers And as dealer principals, and look at what's driving the most ROI for every dollar spent. And if I spend a dollar, will I make $8 or $9 or $10, and how many leads do I need to do to create with that? And then what's my budget? I think the omni channel approach is the way to go. And I think when you meet with your agency or, or your meet as a management team, I think that's the uh, that's the way you go about it is you go with the theory of inspecting what you expect out of your out of your business and your and your advertising dollars.
0: Exactly. And I think that's I mean, my biggest message to dealers now is the time to take risks like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm afraid of, of what that could be and the return that I might not get. I mean, it could be the exact opposite. And all of a sudden, you know, you've been kicking yourself. Oh, my goodness. You know, I should have been doing this months ago, years ago. Now is the time yeah, I hear you. Right on, right on. So, you know, recently, and I
1: know this is near and dear to you, um, Facebook released the automotive playbook for dealers. Yep. Uh, I've gone through every page of it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a fantastic working Johnny document. Mac, he
0: reads it every night before I bed. I do.
1: It's like, a, it's like my good night story. <laughs> good night, moon, automotive dealer playbook. That's
0: right, that's right. It's fantastic reading.
1: It'll put you right to sleep.
0: Um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that.
1: I go through these documents, and I go through the playbook, and, and as a former GM over multiple rooftops, I'm, I try to figure out how I could use that as a dealer. So I'd like maybe to spend a few minutes on the automotive playbook for dealers that Facebook put out there. And, and then maybe a little history as to why Facebook created it. And if there's any special ways that if I were a dealer not knowing, I could use that playbook to uh, to help my business.
0: Yeah. I think the first thing as to the why, we didn't create it out of The sense that there was no market, actually, and we just wanted to create something for automotive, there was such an overwhelming market. That's why, and we asked about it. We were begged to have something like that uh, come out. And the fact that, once again, our team is not only putting together ad products for auto, but actual collateral in dealer speak that's easy to understand and digestible, Mm -hmm. it just speaks to, once again, what we're trying to do for the industry itself and make it easy and accessible. The playbook itself is... Once again, goes through all the different strategies, the full funnel of what of what we're trying to do, where we've been successful, where we've seen success, how you should set everything up in a sequence that's incredibly powerful. Additionally, it touches on every single aspect from creative, audience, different solutions. and And I think it does it in a certain way where a lot of the times you might think there's different just playbook for advertising. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the creative might not be. For auto, and all of a sudden you're you know you're looking at T-shirts or something like that, and it's like, well, we that's not what we have. Yeah, the way that it it makes it bespoke to the automotive industry is just great, and I think it once again brings up um, just the way in which we're really pushing with this sector at Facebook and Instagram. Yeah,
1: you know what I'd say the playbook is: some people want to know what time it is, and some people want to know how the watch is made. Yeah, the playbook does both but it really tells you how the watch is made. Yep. When you finish up the book, you'll know what time it is. It's a great play-by-play for dealers who want to learn more about it or internet managers or e-commerce directors or OEMs or either other agencies who actually may think they're doing a great job at Facebook, Yeah. but the, but the playbook kind of really lays it out and lets them understand, in layman's terms, what they should be doing yeah. and adhering to the best practices that, quite frankly, Facebook sets up. Dodging those best practices is probably not the best idea. The playbook keeps everybody in line and does a great job. So I I, I applaud Facebook and and you for putting that together and getting it out to the audience because I uh, I think this is a big part of their marketing mix. And the more they understand about it, the better we'll all be together yep. to help them sell and service more cars.
0: But that's completely that's completely right. Profitably, think, yeah. And and I think just to your point of it's dealer education and you know, it galvanizes a lot just for what Facebook's trying to do, which is just exciting. It's just purely, purely exciting.
1: Well, cool, man. Thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast today. I think we did a great job at debunking a lot of the myths that are out there from the playbook to the audiences to does it sell cars? Does it generate leads? Well, everybody, that concludes the podcast today. Thanks for listening to But Does It Sell Cars? We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to email us at podcast at socialdealer.com. Or if you want to check out all the episodes online, go to socialdealer.com forward slash podcast. And Coleman, if I can get you back on another podcast, uh, what do you think we could talk about uh, on a future show?
0: I would love to, first of all. Um, I mean, I think digging deeper into the audience of what that means and and really just to dig down there because that's such a key component of of what we do and just being successful as a dealership.
1: Can you bring a couple of Facebook secrets with you as well? Oh, maybe, of course. Uh, maybe uh, give us some of that good uh, that good homegrown, you can't get it anywhere else but oh, Coleman. Homegrown secrets. Yeah, homegrown Facebook <laughs> secrets. Only for you, Johnny Mac. Excellent. Well, thanks for the time, Coleman. I appreciate it. And uh, remember, everybody, be a social dealer. Yeah, guys. let's Great do it. Yeah, it's a wrap. Woo! Great job. All right. Jeez. Where's the beer? <laughs>